Yeah. Yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Some of y'all need to hear this. Huh. I know you're in the trenches fighting, but check it out. I'm going to put it down like this so I can help you things understand. Everything you're going through is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved, everything was going to be peaches and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleep but a drink. Say what I work is dead. Read your Bible. You know what it says. He who don't work, don't eat. Blackers don't get fed. Huh, yeah. Jesus said he who puts his hands to the pond looks back the same ain't fit. Some of y'all ain't been in the kitchen five minutes and you're about ready to quit. I ain't mad at you. I'm just hitting you with the real. <laughs> if you die for me and I was still tripping, now how you think that make you feel? Check this out. Deep game. This here's deep, huh? Some of y'all ain't sawing nothing but you're stuck at trying to reach, huh? But after him who's able to possess your father by his glory. Struggles might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now, upon his sisters prophesied way back in the day. Choir, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate. Okay, 
<laughs> Let me see if Mr. Nigel in the building. I know he's probably on his uh, private jet circling the airport right now. But, uh, <laughs> I'm going to see if he's landed because we know how summer stars are. You know, they don't want to, you know, be on Metro like me. <laughs> I'll cut it out, man. <laughs> My big brother, Lamont. How you doing, how you doing today? Man? I'm doing well, man. man. I'm so Thanks blessed. <laughs> Thank you, brother, for taking time out to come through and chop it up with us. And uh, Oh, man, it's an honor, man. I'm really proud of you, man. I'm really happy for all that you're doing, bro. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, man, look, man, look, I'm just trying to be the best I could do and remember the old thing that people used to tell us, you know, each one teach one. So I'm just trying to give back yeah, man. something that, that people gave to me before me. Oh man, you, you're doing it, man. You're def- I saw you on the uh, Jamie Fox thing on Netflix. I was like, look at my brother doing it. Look, <laughs> what's that called? Uh, that TV? That uh, my what's that Jamie Fox show called? My dad embarrassed me or something? Yeah, dad, stop embarrassing me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you on there, man. I'm like, he need to get the award for that performance, man. You know, <laughs> that's my boy. So. Yeah, well, thank you, brother. I'm trying to do like, like you, man. Yeah. Oh man, you already doing it, man. You know, um, you know. I, I just feel like, you know, a lot of us, if we come through the door, you know, we forget mm-hmm. to to reach back through the door and help somebody else. And uh, an old guy, that's right. Singer, he oh, told man. me, man. He said, always leave the ladder down. Don't ever pull the ladder up. And I'd ask him. I said, well, what do you mean by that? He said, just like I said, always leave the ladder down. Don't ever pull the ladder up. You know, and he broke it down to mm-hmm. me. and said, man, you know, always reach back and help somebody if you can. You can't help everybody, but those you can try right. to. Right. That's so good, man, because so often, you know, people uh, reach that ultimate goal of success, and they forget everybody from along the way, you know, that, that supported them, that helped them, that, that dreamed with them. You know what I mean? And I've seen that in, in my own life and career. You know, people that I dreamed with and hope with, man, we're going to make it one day. And they make it, and then you, don't, you, can't, even, you can't even get a phone call back after, after that, let alone, you know, them helping you. Man, I just want to tell you congratulations. I'm happy for you, but, you know, sometimes you can't even do that. And it's, it's all yeah, good, man. So, 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 so very true. For those that yeah, for those that uh, just joined us, you know, if you want to call in and, and chime into the conversation, you're more than welcome. The caller number is 347-308-8747. Just press number one on your phone and let us know uh, that you're there and we'll let you join in this conversation. Um, my brother Nigel, you know, in Las Vegas, you know, he's from the Caribbean islands for all you girls that like those guys with those accents. But uh, <laughs> he's been singing and creating music since his early teens, and he's been performed uh, with some of the great fantastic shows in Las Vegas, ESX at uh, MGM Grand, uh, alongside with uh, Neo. And, and the young man is such a very talented uh, artist and performer, and like I said earlier in the show that, uh, you know, I'm honored to consider him a, a friend and a great talent. And um, we're going to be playing some oh, of his music, you, guys, uh, 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 shortly. But, Nigel, um, I'm going to open up for you for a minute and uh, let you tell everybody uh, about you. Uh, I like to do that because you could say it better than me. Absolutely. Well, Well, uh, oh, I heard absolutely well, uh, but uh, I think uh, 
He's having difficulties on on his jet there. You know, the phone communication would be very bad, but I'm sure he'll be uh, calling back in um, shortly. You My there? brother, can you hear me? Yeah. 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 You trying to get rid of me already, man? What's what's that? I'm that bad? No, it, it, it wasn't me. I, I was waiting for your response and waiting for you to tell our listeners uh, about right. your upbringing and stuff, and you just went out on me. No, it wasn't me. I feel you. Well, first of all, man, let me just say that I, I was really feeling your intro when you were talking about, you know, our, our social issues and all that we're going through with the, with covid and uh, I'm still really emotional after the, the, you know, George Floyd verdict the other day. Um, and I'm, I'm still really feeling that. So when you did that intro, it just really hit home. Yeah. Um, I'm still walking around with, with knots in my stomach over it. As a black man, I know you got to know what I'm talking about and how I feel. So, you know, I'm hopeful and prayerful that this is, is change in the United States of America uh, for black people, for people of color, and for all of us so that we can all be uh, truly free. Um, so I, with I that said, I, um, I, I certainly hope ahead. so too, because I'm one of those little kids who used to have to go to the movies mm-hmm. and sit in the balcony because I wasn't allowed to sit downstairs. So I definitely wow. feel it in a whole different way, you know, in my lifetime. Right, right. Wow. So this is like really breakthrough for you, especially. Yeah. I, look, I, I just hope they ain't trying to fake us out. I know, man. <laughs> after the Rodney King, after after Rodney King, I was like, "This is it. It has to be." They saw it on tape, and the the whole world got to see, you know, that we weren't lying. We're not just complaining. This is real. So now we're going to have change. After the riots, I thought that was it in '92, and here we are in 2021. You know, all these years later, and stuff is still happening. Hey, don't you remember? You know, I turned on the. Don't you remember back in your history books when they was talking about the Romans and the gladiators? They always had somebody they could sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, by God's grace, we're we're no longer going to be the sacrificial lambs. And, oh, uh, not us! I'm not talking. Stand, about, I'm know? not talking. I'm not talking about us. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about us. I'm talking yeah. about one of them. But go ahead, man. Let's let's talk about you. <laughs> Well, let's, 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 on a positive note, man, let's try to pick it up. I didn't come here to put everybody down. I just wanted to express right. my heart because I really felt you on that, you know. But um, about me, a little bit about me, you know, you said I'm from the islands of Trinidad and Tobago. That's where I was born in the Caribbean. I don't have the accent that you were talking about anymore. <laughs> I mean, it comes back sometimes. If I go back home to Trinidad and spend enough time, you know, you won't even recognize who's talking to you on the, on the phone. <laughs> but, um you know, I grew up in, in San Diego. I moved to the United States as a kid. My dad was in the military, so I grew up on a Marine Corps base called Camp Pendleton in San Diego area. And, um, you know, I think I was actually living on base the first time I saw Michael Jackson moonwalk on, on uh, I believe it was Motown 25 in 1983. Ever since that moment, man, it was my life was all about music. When Michael did that performance and moonwalked on that stage, Man, it changed my life. It completely changed my life. And ever since then, I wanted to do music. And so, uh, you know, in the early 90s, I moved out to Las Vegas uh, because my manager lived out here. My manager was a guy by the name of Dino. And, uh, you know, he was an artist himself, had some hit records that, you know, some of them I helped work on. And then after that, 
uh, he went into management and production. He was working with, you know, he was producing Robin Thicke. He was producing me. You know, we're all just dreaming of being stars and being successful. And uh, along the way here in Vegas, man, I ended up working in some of the biggest production shows on the Strip. Uh, you mentioned EFX. I was in that show. Like you said, it featured Neo. I also featured uh, James Earl Jones, uh, David Cassidy, rest in peace. He was the star of that show. And uh, I was actually in a group called One Spirit with some incredibly talented people that are legendary in their own right. Uh, Bruce Williamson, Jr., I know you know about Bruce. Um, he ended up becoming the lead singer of The Temptations. And, you know, unfortunately, we, we lost him due to COVID, uh, COVID-19 uh, a few months ago. Uh, also, Ken Young was in the group, Lucy Shropshire, uh, Mickey Brown, rest in peace. Uh, Nina Hooks, Schaefer Smith, who, is, who we all know as Neo now. And um, that was a really groundbreaking point in my career. Like I said that was the biggest production show in the world. You can imagine a Broadway play, a $60 million Broadway play with explosions and music and special effects. You know, that's, that's what that was. And, um, you know, after that, I ended up performing in, in certain bands around Vegas, um, just to sum it up, I performed in Vegas over 20 years, and but I never lost that passion to be a recording artist, always writing, um, coming up with new tunes, always in the studio. And so, um, man, I left music for a while, you know, because being a dad was my number one priority, my kids. And you know how it is in music, man. It's feast or famine, right? You know, when your gig is over, you, you, when your gig is over, your money's over. So... You know, for the sake of my kids, I ended up becoming a regular guy with my regular job. And, and um, you know, my, my youngest is 19 now. Um, I got three boys, Braxton, Jelani, and Donovan. And um, they're all young adults, young men. I'm very proud of them. But they're doing their thing, you know. So here I go again. It's time for me to do my thing. I'm, I'm coming back into this music game. And it's where my heart is, where my passion is. It's my first love, you know. So in a nutshell, that was, well, that's the long story. <laughs> I gave you the twelve. I gave you the twelve inch. Should have gave you the forty five. But you know that's that's basically my story up to now. Well, you know, let me jump over here. Well, you know, the topic everybody uh, was or is is R and B dead. So with that question, mm-hmm. uh, I do. I'm gonna ask you, how do you feel about the state of music today? Um, well, I have mixed feelings about it. You know, that question is R and B dead. I feel like. Um, you know, it, it's on life support. It's not quite dead yet, <laughs> and hopefully it won't be. Hopefully we can do something about it. You know, I think it's um, it's in critical condition uh, because I guess for the past 15 years or so, just hip-hop has just been dominating everything, you know. It's been dominating, and, and you know, the record industry has enabled that to happen because music people like you and I are not the ones running the music business. It's it's run by numbers people. It's not run by music people like, you know, Barry Gordy and all, all those cats back in the day who right. were focused on artist development and creating stars, making legends. You know, because of guys like him, you had the Temptations, you had the Jackson 5, you got Michael, you know, Prince. I mean, the way things are right now, you'll never see another Michael Jackson. You'll never see another Prince. You'll never see, you know, the Beatles, because it's not about the music. It's not about the talent. It's about who is the latest guy trending 
on on TikTok or whatever, you know? It's 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 whoever can create that viral effect. And these hip hop kids, man, I gotta give it to them. They're they've mastered that. It started with um uh with Soldier Boy like about fifteen years ago, twelve twelve years ago, however long it was. He had this one hit I, I think I through. think it started with the whole uh sampling thing because before sampling was allowed and they even knew about sampling mm-hmm. Um, they had yeah, you had to be a musician. And right. musicians, you know, musicians come from the, the family teaching the kids, or us being In able school. to get an ins- instrument or uh, instrument or band or harmony classes mm-hmm. in uh, well, elementary school at a young school. age. Correct, I agree. A lot of I these agree. producers don't know how to create music. They know how they call it making beats now because they, they're taking music out of the schools. You know, it's, the kids don't know how to play. They don't know how to create melody, no. and so that stuff is taken over. But to my point with what Soldier Boy did, he was able to manipulate the internet with his little, with his demo and create a viral effect that ended up getting the attention of every record company because they're chasing the latest craze. Well, after him, you had a whole bunch after that. You know, all these kids with their hip hop songs. I listen to some of these songs on the radio, man. I'm like. It, it sounds like a kid did this. You could friggin' it sounds like he recorded in the bathroom. You could hear the walls. And I don't know. I know music fans don't care about that stuff, but people like you and I do. You know, we're listening to exactly. the quality, the sonic quality of the song. But that's where we are now. You know, that's where we're at with this record industry. It's not about music. It's about numbers right now. You know. Right. Exactly. Hey, with that being said, uh, Nigel, you know, I don't want to keep our listeners. Um, uh, wetting their throats and licking their lips and planting their ears <laughs> and stuff, trying to figure out, you know, when we gonna play some Nigel George. So, um, yeah, we, we're well, we here whining we're about the industry. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna whine <laughs> some more because we want those <laughs> us to do better than we did, like you know, like good daddies and granddaddies and stuff. Absolutely, we want everybody to yeah. do better. That's the whole purpose of the show. Um, so, what song should we yeah. play first, Nigel? Um, let's a hey, well shoot. Let's start with the up tempo, man. Let's get things upbeat. Kick them off with some of that love for Las Vegas. Uh, Nigel George featuring my little brother, by the way, Moose. All right, everybody, we gonna roll with love for Las Vegas. Don't go nowhere. Uh, let the windows down. Turn the air conditioner up and put your ear on this. Yeah. World famous, fabulous, long waiting, white guy. So world famous, I got the 
one of the, if not the most famous cities in the world, man. Let me give it up to my town, you know, let everybody know. So that's how I came up with that joint. Hey, well, listen, Nigel, you know what, man? You know, uh, 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 somebody just passed me a note, and I'm a snitch. And um, they said today's a, a special day for you, but they said <laughs> that uh, you're really not accepting uh, a presence and that they should send them to my office. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You deserve it, man. You you have my presence. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, happy yeah, birthday a, from Miami day, and, and my staff, man. Happy birthday. Hey, thank bro. you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much, man. This What a wonderful way to spend my birthday on on the air with my brother, K. Diddy. <laughs> you know. The elixir of love. Man. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, for a while, I didn't know you were K. Diddy. I'm like, who, who the hell is K. Diddy? <laughs> I didn't know you were the same people. So I'm yeah, like, well, you know. I'm going to his mama name is Lamont. I'm going to call him Lamont, too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, that's you know, sometimes, hey, no, sometimes, you, sometimes it's good to be somebody else, Nigel. You know, you can be that other person, and you can really consider your thoughts a different way. You know, sometimes you got to step out of yourself and look back at a situation. Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah, definitely, man. you got to come up with a little alter ego. Oh, be yeah, somebody you else can, because it – Hey, look, if if not, you'll end up seeing the same situation the same way, and that's not healthy. you got to get different views, you know what I mean? Right, right. I'm thinking of, so, I'm thinking of doing that myself as an artist. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, like you got to do I have that. Some songs, I got some songs that Nigel George would never sing. <laughs> but if I become, right. <laughs> if I become right. somebody else, hey, shoot, absolutely. Hey, look, that other person going to tell you the truth because you might not tell yourself the truth. <laughs> yeah, man, true. Absolutely. Oh, that's crazy. But that is so, so, so yeah, real. Man. So, so real. So, so let me so ask you a question, I'm a, man. Huh, I got to ask ahead, you a question, sir. bro. Go ahead. It just dawned on me that last time I saw you, we did a show in Vegas. You were my manager. You asked to be my manager. We did the show. You like you. I'm taking twenty percent of all your stuff. I'm like, okay, cool, let's do it. We did the show. I get you. You got the twenty percent. What happened? I didn't see you uh, for ten years till last week. <laughs> you supposed to be my what manager, right? <laughs> you say what happened? Hey, look. Yeah, hey, man. You I, I, I guess I did. I guess back then I did you a favor. <laughs> yeah, you probably did too. Because <laughs> hey, everything, everything was crazy at that point. God bless me. Hey, look, everything was Man, crazy at that point. Uh, I was going through. It some was stuff. for me hey, too. Look, oh, you the, know, the I show was, was going. You know, yeah. Yes, sir. Hey, look, the show was going mm-hmm. through some stuff, and you was going through some stuff, and we all was going through mm-hmm. some stuff, man. Okay. But, uh, but thank, thank God it always make a way, you know. Uh, he may not come here we what, are, call, man. what we call, but he's, he's always right on time. And, and here we are yeah, back bro. again, big, big, big and better than we were before. And Man, um, it was so good and, talking to you the other day. We must have talked for two hours on the phone, man. We should have recorded that. That would have been the show, man. We laughed and uh, talked so much. <laughs> that would have uh, been the show. Yeah, I know, man. These people would have been like, like, what? What are these cats talking about? He's supposed to be talking about the music <laughs> industry, and, and but it was all I about know. the music industry, though. Know? A lot of it was, but you know, we talked about. Well, I'm not gonna say it, but 
Yeah, it was a fun conversation, man. It was good to, you know, chop it up with you and laugh for two hours. I needed that. Well, made my any, day. Well, anybody that they don't have some type of drama of had went through some type of craziness in their life at one point or another, they are not keeping mm-hmm. it real. They're not being honest with themselves, and they really know they right. need to go talk to that man in the mirror, you know. Yes, sir. That's what I thought. <laughs> So Nigel, I'm not yeah, going to even ask you. I'm not going to even ask you who your musical influence is because I already have a good idea. Yeah, you can hear it, huh? You can hear it in the vocals. <laughs> I'm talking Michael Jackson, of course. I already said that. New Edition, Babyface, Bob Marley, uh, my uncle Cox Paul, rest in peace, and uh, so many others. Man, you can definitely hear their influences. In my in my vocal style, my my songwriting, and even my performances. So um, just a lot of people contributed, and um, you stir that all together and mix it with some Nigel George. It it turned out to be something pretty cool, something pretty special, you know. Right. So what song? What song should we hit them with next? Um, you know, let's hit them with some flesh in my flesh. This song um, I wrote and produced with a guy out of Las Vegas you may know named Keith Nelson. Uh, Keith Nelson has worked with the likes of uh, Shaka Khan. He's worked with Usher. He's he's worked with Babyface. He's worked with a lot of people. And uh, we came up with this song because we're also also brothers in Christ, you know. And so it's like we need to write a little sexy song for the ladies, but let's do it the way that God would have us do it. So we went back to the Bible, man. I'm talking Genesis 2, okay? And you'll hear definitely hear that in the lyrics. We just wrote a love-making song with a biblical scripture foundation, and that's Flesh of My Flesh. That's interesting. All righty, then. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody, you know the drill. Let the windows down, turn the air conditioned up, and put your ears on this. It's Mr. Nigel George and Flesh of My Flesh. Lay your body down I'm about to show that I love you Lift your cares away Cause I'm gonna make you shout, shout Yeah What you wanna do, girl Tell me what you long I'll do whatever you want to Cause we said I do There ain't nothing wrong, no When we make love So blessed and so beautiful All this love that's inside of me I'll take my time and let it blow Oh yeah Woman, you are
such a miracle Tell me, can't you see That I was sent here just for you So incredible I just want to please you Whenever you want me, girl, I'm with it See, all I want in my life is you in it just for me Whatever you need, baby, come get it I can't imagine no one else but you getting it No, oh, Cause the woman you are My flesh and my flesh Bone of my bones Where you and I can be Draganza, mm-hmm, check. Lip gloss, check. Mascara, check. I am Indy with the homie K. Biddy, check, check. You listening to Blog Talk Radio, baby, and I love you for it. Mwah. Yes, we're back with Mr. Niza George, and that was uh, yes, sir. Flesh of My Flesh. Yeah, I definitely liked uh, your lyrics, man, and your production was nice. Uh, thank you, my brother. It means a lot. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, let me just mention that that song um, won a lot of accolades. It, it that it kind of fell through the cracks, but you know it's critically acclaimed by Babyface himself, David Foster, also won the John Lennon uh, song singer songwriter competition with that. So that was a, a really special song that you know didn't do what it was supposed to have done, and so I'm back at it again. 
And um, just like he told me, Big Brother, it's brand new to everybody that hasn't heard it, you know. So I'm, uh, I'm about to push that again. Yeah. <laughs> that that yeah, definitely reminded me a lot of uh, some of Face's work right there. Yeah, right. No wonder he liked it. Man, when I was a kid, man, Face was supposed to sign me, man. Him and his wife, um, Tracy Edmonds at the time, they were having meetings with my manager. And um what me everybody my, what me at that time. No, what me everybody. What me <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was actually Dino, man, but Dino Esposito. And um it just didn't work out, man. So check this out. Many years later I'm working at Mandalay Bay, I'm a bellman, right? And I see his face, right? He's with his new wife, and and I'm like, I'm a little embarrassed, you know, it's like, man, he, it's obvious the record thing didn't work out. I'm here in this bellman uniform. I'm about 100 pounds bigger than when he last saw me, right? I'm like, screw it. I'm going to approach him. And I approached him. I'm like, Faith, what's up? And he remembered me, and it was all hugs. He gave me a hug, and, and he was like, man, call me in my room, man. He, he gave me his, his secret name at the hotel. And um, I'm like, okay, I'm going to hit you up. I'm like, oh, shoot, Faith's going to bring a brother up, right? You know. And um, so I called his room. I called and called. I got no answer. Um, I had room service bring a special gift for him, gift bouquet, and you know the whole deal. Gave him my new right. number, and to this to this day, man, I still never heard from Face. But wow. but check it out though, that that was so good for me, bro. Because one thing that I am completely devoted to is being self sufficient right now. You know, at, at almost every aspect of life, I just don't like relying on people or hoping for people to give me an opportunity. And I always tell my kids that. I'm like, don't sit around and wait for someone to hand you an opportunity. You create your own opportunities, you know. So being rejected by so many big people like Face, having so many close calls where things almost friggin' exploded, that's what that's what it did to me. It made me, it just, you know, got that entrepreneur spirit in me to make me just DIY, you know, make me want to do hey, everything man, you myself. Just- you, so. you just answered a, you just answered a big question for me, man. Because I I never could figure out why did I quit this business every day and start back the next day. Every day, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> but you just made it clear to me as the why, you know, because basically mm-hmm. you need to be self sufficient in, in all areas. You know, people people have a tendency to want you to uh, slow your slow your train down. But uh, they don't want to jump on your train or help your train even move a little better, faster, and smoother, you know. Right. After you you already got that train moving. Oh, absolutely. That's the only way they recognize you is because you've done something. You know, they don't care nothing about you if you ain't done nothing. Yeah, so. Right, absolutely. Yes, that 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 is so cool. So I know you named some of your musical uh, influences, and I think you touched on uh, MJ um, earlier mm-hmm. in the conversation. And uh, yeah, talk man. a little bit about how he impacted you. I know you said you first saw him when he did his whole moonwalking and thing. But you know what? I I I um, I don't know. I guess coming from an era where you know we had to learn how to. Um, read music, play music, you know, I guess have a different thing, you know, and a lot of people consider uh, artists complete artists today, but for me, you know, the artists that that we knew, you could give them a a milk crate and they could get on it and do their thing, you know, they wouldn't have to Mm -hmm. be produced in studios where they could pause, uh, back up the track, 
or do all the right. different, you know, technical things they can do in the studio. You know, we used to have to come with it. So I know there's very few artists out there that that are actually complete artists in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. the performing, performing, uh, uh, writing, uh, you know, just the whole nine. You right. know what I mean? Uh, you know, and you'd mentioned right. Prince earlier in the conversation, and those guys are so yeah. special. And I, I just hate moving yeah. forward because of society, the way they took, you know, music out of schools and stuff. They're not turning mm-hmm. out people like that right. anymore. And um, so I'm seeing good entertainers, man, but I don't see them being totally uh, rounded, or complete. should I say complete, right. complete, yeah, like that. Right, and I'm glad you said that, man, because... I started on stage as a teenager. Before I set foot in the studio, I was on stage in front of people, you know, doing my thing. And so by the time I got into the studio, man, I was I was already a performer. And so I had to learn to be a recording artist because a lot of people don't know there's a difference. You know what I mean? There, you got people that are performers, but you get in the studio, they're not recording artists. And you have, and vice versa, you got people that are recording artists that can stack vocals all day. But when they get on stage, they can't they can't translate that on stage. You know what I mean? And so right. it takes work at both. You know, um, from a vocalist standpoint, I know now they got the kids got auto tune where they can have the fake vocals now. But but you know what I mean? I'm talking about real artists with real vocals recording in the studio. Um, so yeah, I completely agree, man. We really need to get back to artists being completely well rounded and complete artists. I'm with that 100%, and that's and that's what I aim to do, right. you know. Um, but to answer your question about um, Michael Jackson, though, look, before seeing Michael moonwalk on Motown 25, I mean, everybody knew who Michael was from, from the Jackson 5, and then he had Off the Wall and the, the Jacksons. Everybody knew him. He was a regular star. But that night on Motown 25, when he displayed the glove, the socks, his, the, the way he was dancing, he didn't really dance like that before. It's like he created his own style and displayed it that night and right. took the world by storm. He went from being a regular star to a megastar that night. And I know I wasn't the only one. You can tell by, you know, when you listen to people like Usher and Neo and, and Chris Brown and, you know, Genuine, these guys are also influenced by Michael Jackson. He definitely left his mark here on on this earth, you know, and so when he passed away, man, it was it was devastating, you know. I was on the radio back then. You remember back then I was doing that little that uh, radio show here in Vegas. Right. And um I I devoted that whole show to him, man. I was playing his music, I was playing uh other artists that did tributes to him and um and I had um Michael Jackson impersonators on the show. And you know, as an artist I just started, um, you know, expressing my feelings through song and melody, and I kind of just started playing with this melody for Michael. You know, I just started, um, Michael, you are love. We don't deserve you. And I must have just been, every time I think of Michael, I must have just sang that for about five years. And so all of a sudden, um, my guy Keith Nelson, who I sang that melody to, you know, we were talking about Michael, he is on tour. Keith plays bass by by profession, his trade. He's on tour with this guy named Morris Pleasure. I think they're playing with Bette Midler or somebody like that overseas. And Mo Pleasure was Michael Jackson's keyboard player. 
and he was telling Keith, you know, hey, man, I'm doing this tribute album. I got 21 artists from all over the world that submitted their songs. I'm going to have Sony put it out, and it's going to be incredible. And Keith's like, oh, my guy Nigel has uh, a Michael Jackson song, which I really didn't. All I had was that freaking melody I was singing for five years. <laughs> and and so he was like, yeah, send it to me, man. We're going to put it out. And so uh, Keith was like, hey, that Michael Jackson song, um, we need that. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm with the guy that was with Michael, and he's putting out an album, and we need your song. I'm like, well, I ain't got a song. I only got that melody. Well, well, we need a song, so let's get to work. And so um, we got to work on the song, and it turned out incredible. He turned it in, and long story short, it turned out to be the best song on the album. They were excited. They were calling people to do the video and, you know, all of that stuff, said it's going to be the first single. Next thing you know, man, you know these weird things happen in the industry. They went silent. No one's answering phone calls. I got all these people that are coming to me, like, when are we getting to work on this thing? I'm like, you know what, man? Here we go again, me waiting on other people. I said, (laughs) we're going to do this. We're going to do this, and I'm going to pay for it. Forget them. Man, I was flying directors and producers in the town. I I rented the cameras for the video out of L.A., and I, I got a crew of people together, and we did a really special video um, I, uh, directed by Brent, Brent Craig and Bobby Huntley. Um, my good friend, rest in peace, Lane Lasseter, was a Michael Jackson impersonator that a lot of people think is really Michael in the video, but it's Lane. Okay, so all the people out there saying Michael's really alive and he's in my video, it's not. It's Lane Lasseter. He was an incredible Michael Jackson impersonator. And so I don't know if you want to segue into the song, man, but it's, called MJ You Are Loved. I sent you the video. Did you check it out? Yes, I did, actually. Yeah, how, how'd you it's like very it? Very good. So, you know, everybody else can go check it out, you know. So uh, it's available for me. Absolutely. Too, correct? Yeah, that's right. Just look up uh, Nigel George, MJ You Are Loved. All See right, everybody. We put, we put, put let y'all put your ears on this. And you know what I got to say? So, you know, if you do it now, I don't have to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Let your windows down, turn the air conditioner up, and put your ears on this. You are love, and you are love by Mr. Nigel George. Michael, you're the best there ever was. Mankind wasn't ready for such a genius Could not conceive this, no The way that you mesmerized Never seen it, still can't believe it And we forgot that you were just a man We apologize for every tear you cried You were such an inspiration to the world
musical movie with my kids, um, kind of a family project. Um, just a lot of things on the table, man, that I'm, you know, kind of putting away my, my pennies for so that we can get to work on it, you know. Right. So, um, hey, you know what, yeah, man, music I, in my future. I, and, and, go ahead. I, I think that's a great opening for this next song of yours, Brand New Man, because I definitely want to get okay. that in. So sound like <laughs> that's a, a great intro for that song right there. You know, That's right. I'm a brand new man, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's what time it is. Everybody, that's what it is. Nigel George, Nigel George, you know his name. You know, look him up if you don't know it. And this is Brand New Man. And let everybody know that you heard it right here. So let the windows down and uh, turn the air conditioner up and put your ears on this. I know it sounds silly, but I like it.
Might be 
Just look the same 